Welcome to the Snapshot Testimony Podcast. I'm your host, Allie Domersant. I'm a journalist by training, but a storyteller at heart. In this podcast, I ask my guests to share a pivotal moment that helped shape their faith in Christ. This week, you'll hear from Linda, a woman who always prided herself on being strong, able to handle whatever life threw at her. That all changed the moment she became a mom to a baby girl born way too early. For the first time, she realized how little control she really had. And that was the best thing that could have happened to her. Here's Linda's snapshot testimony. Ironically, when I was 16, I found out I had type 1 diabetes. And one of the first conversations I had with the endocrinologist was type 1 diabetes and pregnancy don't mix. Um, you can never have a baby. And I was oh, wow. like, okay. So I think I convinced myself that I didn't want children because that's mm. easier then, sure. um, than accepting that bad news. Um, but then I met my husband and decided to give it a shot. So we knew I was going to be considered high risk. Honestly, they were preparing me as a diabetic for a very large baby. So all my research was uh, being done looking at, you know, how to have this really large baby. But unexpectedly, um, at about 26 weeks, I developed like a severe form of toxemia. My blood pressures um, skyrocketed. Um, I, my kidneys shut down. Um, I, because my kidneys shut down, of course, I developed congestive heart failure. So fluid started to build up around my heart. And I was at a local hospital, so they airlifted me to uh, University of Chicago to a better high-risk hospital. So um, things happened very quickly. That happened in a three-day period. So we went from, again, expecting, you know, going very long, all the way to in-term and having a large baby to we have to deliver baby quickly or, or mom and baby will both die. Wow. Where were you at when you're at, in your faith at this point? Were you, did you consider yourself a Christian or? Oh gosh, I would have told you I was, I would have told you I was. And you know, it's, I, I was thinking about this the other day and I thought, wow, how, how different things are and what, what I thought being a Christian was. And, and to mm -hmm. be honest, like I never went to church. I didn't have that background. When I did go to church, it was, I spent the night at a friend's house on a weekend and they went to church. So I hung out with them. Um, when I was probably in kindergarten, I had a neighbor who would go to Awana's and, you know, Bible school on Sundays, and I would tag along with him sometimes. And I feel like that was where the seed was planted. And even though it wasn't watered for a very long time, it was planted and it was in me. And um, I always had it in me that, you know, I had this, I believe in God, you know, yeah, I believe there was Jesus and I believe he died on a cross. And it was yeah. probably for me that, but I didn't know anything. And I, I really thought that was enough. You know, I thought that was enough. And um, there's so much more when you really, truly just surrender and, and become his, you know, yeah. and start to follow him versus, yeah, I believe in him. And, and that's probably good enough. So then what happened in that hospital room? So when um, I was very, very ill, so I don't remember a lot of the details of the birth, um, and I didn't see Sarah for, I named her Sarah um, when she was born. She was one pound, 15 ounces. Wow. So at her smallest, you know, they lose weight right away. So she was one pound, 11 ounces at her smallest. Mm. Um, and when they brought me in to see her, um, I was very surprised because I thought a small baby would just be like a regular baby, only really tiny. And I wasn't expecting all these tubes and 
monitors and plugs in her little brain and IVs in her heels and all the things that I saw her, you know, she wasn't even developed yet. She didn't have ears or her ears were still little nubs and no lips or, you know, everything was just still so, so new. And she, she just wasn't ready for this world and it wasn't what I was expecting. Um, So it was really difficult. That was day two. Um, They don't really talk to you a lot about expectations until day three. Because just survival for the first day, first three days is all they're concerned about. Yeah. On day three, if baby makes it 72 hours, then they start having the conversations about all the potential complications. And that's where everything changed for me. Mm. Well, tell me what changed. What happened then? So here I sat next to, you know, an isolate with my little girl and I'm sitting there and the doctors do rounds every morning. So this large group of doctors walked up and I was sitting there. And they began to talk to me in, in some medical terms, which I'm somewhat knowledgeable um, just through my health. But um, they started to, I, I always call it like they rolled out the scroll of all this list of complications that she wow. was potentially going to face. And, you know, they said blindness and um, they said uh, developmental delays, um, uh, potential kidney and heart problems. Um, I mean, the list was endless. And as they were saying all these things, and you're talking to a person who had lived with diabetes now for 20 some years, I thought I had it all under control. I managed this disease. You know, people always commended me on how strong I was and how, wow, how do you work those kind of hours and you have this disease? And it was always, you know, how strong I was. And I thought that would be me in every situation and I would be okay with that. Yeah. And that's when it happened. Um, I don't know where they were in that list, but I just started to cry. I started to cry a cry that I'd never felt before. Um, I said, I'm looking at this little baby and I'm thinking, I am never going to be able to do this on my own. I, I don't even know where to start. And this cry came over me that was so deep. And the doctor's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, you know, and, and I, I didn't know how to explain it, Allie. I didn't know what was happening but it was like a cry and I explained it now like a cleansing, like it felt good. And I thought, why does this feel so good? And I was just saying, God, I can't do this. I cannot do this. I, I can't handle this little baby. I, I need you to carry me through this. I need you to carry her through this. And I never said things like that before. And as they're talking, I'm saying this in my head and, and I'm feeling this feeling that was overwhelming. And, and even then I didn't know what it was. Cause again, my, my experience with, with knowing anything about it, I didn't even know what Holy Spirit meant. I just knew that whatever it was, and again, I didn't know. I, I, I still thought maybe potentially she was going to have all kinds of um, health issues and, um, you know, long development issues and learning disabilities. And I still didn't know what that was going to bring, but it still just felt good, like it was going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And I kept saying, I don't know how to explain that I'm okay with this. And then one of my friends who was a Christian said to me, she's like, Linda, that was the Holy Spirit. She said, you finally humbled yourself and let him, gave him control and let him know that you trusted him. Wow. And I was like, that's what happened. And it just like, oh, then it was really overwhelming. Yeah. It was, it was great. It never felt scary. Um, were there times we had bumps in the road? Yeah. And I was worried, but I, I since that day, I have gone through things that are unimaginable. And I just know that whatever it is, whatever the result is, good or bad, that he is in control and that I don't have to be, and that it will be okay because it'll be his word. It'll be his way. Wow. 
And that was huge for me. And then my journey started with just trying to get to understand all this that was happening. And I thought, why did it take me till I was 30 years old, you know, but I, I can look back now and see all the preparation he was doing, everything yeah. that the little tiny things that were happening in my life that led up to that moment. And a lot of, you know, I was, again, I know it's not deeds that get you in, into heaven, but um, I wasn't doing good things. I was not, you know, I, I was always a nice person, but I was doing a lot of things that were not, that I would be ashamed of to even talk about now, you know, my yeah. party life and all the things I was doing. And that, that all just like instantly, I just didn't want any part of it. I didn't want any part of it. I wanted something better. You were a new person. I was a new person. And when I hear people say like, oh, you know, oh, we hear all the time. Oh, you know, Jesus came into your heart. I said, it really does happen. I'm living proof. Wow. What was the, what were the doctors, what was their reaction? Were, were they just kind of like, what's going on? Is she going to be, is, is the mom going to be okay? I mean, what were they, yeah, as you're kind of I think, and I wish I could go back and see what it looked like. Yeah. <laughs> I think I may have been smiling while I was crying because they're like, are you okay? But I'm like, yeah, like, you know, like kind of like giggly, but yet crying. Yeah. And maybe they thought I was losing my mind. I don't know. Because I didn't know to tell them right then, like, do you understand? Like just now I just surrendered myself. I could, like, I didn't know to say that because I didn't yeah. know that's what was happening. So yeah. they may have thought like, Oh, she might be losing it, you know, <laughs> or, you know, I, I'm not sure what their experiences are. Maybe this has happened. It's a NICU. There's a lot of emotional yeah. stuff going on in there. And I think maybe a lot of people surrender in that situation. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, so maybe yeah. they've witnessed it before, but I just know that it was like this weight, immediate weight off my shoulders. So then tell me about little Sarah. So little Sarah is now 24 years old. Oh, wow. um, little Sarah has done some amazing things. Um, we went to Indianapolis to speak in front of the Senate to get a bill passed to help uh, premature babies that live in Northwest Indiana. So oh, she's wow. um, she does great things like that. But she's also right now um, in grad school. She's mm. going to be a physician's assistant. So she has broken all the barriers. Um, you know, I, I, and I can, I don't know that God works this way, but when they were reading that list to me, Allie, I said, please, whatever that list entails, just allow it to happen to me because I will be okay with it. I, I was like, please, just God, don't let this happen to my daughter. Mm. And a lot of things happen that were on that list that happened to me. And every single time, that's what got me through that. I'm like, okay, God. I told you I'd be okay with this. And I know that you will use me in some way. Just one example, uh, vision was a big thing. A lot of little preemies have, you know, they go blind or they have really severe vision loss. We brought Sarah home and a month later, the retinas in both of my eyes were detaching, which is the leading cause of blindness for diabetics. Wow. There's no cure for it. There's no fixing it. Um, there's no glasses you can wear. So I started my surgeries. And do you know, from the day I went in, I just said, it's okay because I asked, I asked for the suffering to be on me and not her. And it, it helped. And again, I don't know that God works that way. I don't know if he said, okay, we'll transfer all the suffering onto you, but it's okay. And I, I, I saw the, why I needed to lose some vision. I really saw how some vanity in my life where I was worried about the way things looked and I don't see too many things anymore. I don't see dust in my floor anymore and dog hair collecting and cat hair. So it's like, you know, it's like almost like I had lost a lot of those things because I lost some of that vision that was making me see things I think that weren't important. Mm -hmm. And I gained the beauty of everything that God has created. 
don't know, you'll hear too many people say they're thankful. They lost, you know, 70% of their vision, but I am so thankful because I notice everything now. Wow. Wow. What an incredible story. I mean, you know, you talk about you were somebody who kind of prided yourself on the strength, your ability to handle anything. And now here you are kind of boasting in your weakness and boasting in my weakness. And I, I was, it was weak then too. I just didn't know it. I just didn't know what yeah. I needed. You know, I only knew to depend on myself. So, and, and just one more amazing thing too, is um, when I was diabetic, I can remember like, and I prayed, you know, when I was that, that person that I called a Christian, I prayed, I prayed for things like needs. Mostly my prayers now are mostly like, wow, God, you're amazing. Like, how did you, I can't wait to meet you. I want to ask you how you thought of this. Like <laughs> you think of like a cat, you know, I'm a, I love cats. So, but I, when I was probably, I don't know, maybe 15 years into my disease, I, I remember praying and just saying, God, if you would just give me 24 hours, 24 hours to feel good. Cause with diabetes, I just, I never felt good. It was a battle every single day with blood sugars up and down. And I was considered, um, you know, a, um, like unstable diabetic. So I remember praying and just asking him like for 24 hours. And I thought, I know that's kind of silly. Like, like God's going to say, well, good for 24 hours, you don't have diabetes, but you know what, Ellie, my daughter was born five years after she was born. I was put on the list for a pancreas transplant after lots of my health problems. And I had that transplant 20 years ago and I have not had diabetes now for 20 years. Wow. A transplant which comes with some of its own things, sure. but I do not have diabetes. So those 24 hours that I asked for have now translated into 20 years. So what would you say to the person listening who is like you once were? They, they're, they pride themselves in their ability to kind of handle anything and they're, they're strong and they're thinking that, that sounds nice for you. I'm glad you found something that works for you, but I think I'm good. What would you say yeah. to that person? Well, I would say prepare yourself because if you think that's working for you, he will put something in front of you that will force you to surrender yourself. And that's where I had to be. And I know that he knew to get into my heart, truly get into my heart and for me to follow him, it was going to have to be something big. And I needed that. And as much as I don't ever want to look back and want Sarah to suffer, I know I needed something big to happen in my life. And I don't want that to happen to anyone else. You don't have to wait for this, you know, big tragic moment to surrender yourself. It's it, do it now, do it, you know, in this point of your life. So when you, that happens, you're prepared. Yeah. Um, Cause now I feel prepared for everything that happens now. It's, it's very, I think sometimes people think like, Oh my gosh, you know, don't you worry? Don't you, you know, this is a big thing. I've had a lot of things besides a transplant. And I said, no, I just, I just trusted he, he has my heart. He knows what's best for me. And if it's, it's not time for me, I will be here. And if it's time for me to go, he will take me. But I just trust that he knows what's right. And I'll always be me and I'll always do what I'm supposed to do and fight for my life. But I trust that whatever happens is in his hands. And I don't want anyone to have to wait until you're in a big moment like that to find him he's there now. Snapshot Testimony is a Moody Radio podcast. If you'd like to connect, you'll find us on Facebook, Instagram, and now YouTube. Just search Snapshot Testimony. I'm your host, Allie Domerson, and together we're sharing the moments that shape a life of faith in Christ. Thanks for listening.